Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hello, 24 Carat Tribe. Hey, hello. hello. Oh, oh, my- there they are. <laughs> they're back. We want to make sure our presence is known. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, they're back! They're back! Kind of like our last uh, our last episode, we got to buckle up. I know. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. It's gonna be a bumpy ride over here, okay, people? More like a smooth ride. Oh, oh, oh she's so <laughs> slick! Oh my goodness! Okay, well, we know Nina and Dominique are back. <laughs> So we are talking to them about working in two different scenarios, a nine to five job and an entrepreneur job. Uh, both girls have experienced the scenarios and now are, um, and are in entrepreneurial positions now. So we're just going to talk about their struggles that come along with both of those things and just kind of chat with them about how life maybe took them in a different journey that they weren't expecting. So let's just go ahead and start with you, Nina. Um, you just were interviewed by um, Strategy Girl, and Strategy Girl encourages and inspires young women to collaborate and lead in the world, and it's an organization that provides education and insight. So tell us a little bit about um, why you started your business and what you were talking about in Strategy Girl. Yeah, so I was like really fortunate enough to get interviewed by her and she actually was on your guys's episode mm-hmm. a couple a couple episodes back um and they're based in nyc um so she just basically asked me a couple questions on how i started my business what took me you know to start a business um and any previous jobs i had before that and then also what i thought was really cool that she put into the question was basically how do you um, take steps to pursue your passion as a young individual and someone who wants to go in the entrepreneurial space. Um, So I just basically like gave some advice on, you know, just stepping into your passion and also making really valuable connections. Um, I mentioned that I started in insurance uh, sophomore and junior year of college. (laughs) Um, Not by choice. Yeah, your mama was right. Yes, she was was right. I got my insurance license. What freshman? Yeah. So the deal was was that the deal was the deal was we signed a contract. Contract. (laughs) Yeah. So the deal was is that she came home for from college Mm -hmm. freshman year, and she didn't have to work, but she had to get her license. And I did that like. Everyone thought I was crazy, but the reason why I, I did it, crazy. yeah, you did. I know. Yeah, I, honestly, I thought you were a little, little crazy there. Yeah. Well, I'm not. So, <laughs> you know what? No, 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 you know what? I did it because 
I knew I had met so many people that their kids get out of college mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do. And I figured Absolutely. if she had her license, she could go work in that field and yeah. she would already have some experience. She and sounds like Mike Mantelli right now. Yeah, I have a second which, backup plan. Which is why, you know, we're he's you and I are best friends and he's my brother <laughs> from another mother. So, you know, but I wanted her to make sure that she wasn't going to have to go. And there's nothing wrong with a fast food restaurant or whatever, but with a four year degree, like I wanted her to have right. some place to go and be able to like live on her own. I now, you know, I didn't know that she was going to be married, but, um, you know, so I wanted her to be able to stand on her own two feet. So that was the reasoning behind it. Yeah, no, I think it was super valuable. One, that insurance license test was so brutal, Yeah, but it really, I remember the tears. Oh yeah. my God. So many tears. tears, but it really made me I think a better person off of it because I had to keep persevering mm-hmm. and she kept pushing me. Dad kept pushing me. Yeah. She'd fail the test. Failed the and test. we would literally the next, like within, I wouldn't even book give her a second to breathe. Test. I'd be like, we're going to book it again. And she's yeah. like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was able to, once I finally got the insurance <laughs> license, um, I worked for, um, an insurance agency in Gilroy. Mm-hmm. And then I worked for a financial planning agency in Orange County And both of those jobs just stretched me so much. One, because it's you're constantly prospecting and cold calling and stepping out of your comfort zone. Totally out of your comfort zone. Yeah, total introvert. Uh One on the Enneagram. Please don't make me go. I don't want to call strangers (laughs) and walk into someone's office and offer services. I remember you having like stomach pains in an elevator. Like I'm gonna headaches. I'm gonna die. Yeah. So can I tell you this? When she got the offer, so she interviewed for this one large financial planning firm and um it was it's pretty great to have on your resume which was one of the things that like, I was like yeah you've got to got to do it because this will look so great and their training program is amazing so amazing. you know when you're putting stuff like just from a business perspective when you're putting stuff on your resume you do want to have those things in place because people look at them like man like she made it through this program right so but I knew like because Jason and I have both been in corporate <laughs> positions where we had to do this I remember telling Jason oh my god She's going to have to call, like, 30 people a day or 50 Yeah, you didn't tell day. me that. No, of course I didn't. <laughs> they're like, you can do it. You're fine. You can do First it. day, they're like, so you're going to make 30 calls, set five appointments. Nina goes, to- I have an appointment with McDonald's at <laughs> yeah. three. I cannot do I'm like, what? Like, it definitely stretched me because I would get there at 7 a.m. and I wouldn't leave the office till 5 or 6 o'clock. And I was in college. So I was insane. Insane. Bravo I don't even, to you. I don't even know like how I even passed I don't know my how classes you did it, that yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, claps, claps, Nina. Oh, yeah. She graduated. Yeah, I probably aged a couple years, but I made it through. But yeah. But so, hey, your resume looks amazing. Your resume looks great. Yeah. So I did that, and then uh, worked for another um, insurance agency. So I worked for technically three. Wow. Um, and then finally transitioned into biz, like my own business. Media, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it was just one of the best decisions. And I, going back to strategy girl, that's basically what I just talked about, um, in the interview, just basically telling them that sometimes you have to go through like a couple jobs to figure out what you're really passionate in, because I can't imagine graduating from college and having to do the financial planning agency and the insurance agency, like mm-hmm. at 22 years old and being, and not liking it, and then being like, well, I have to make money. I'm out of college now. Like, my parents can't even give me money for groceries anymore. <laughs> so, we I... have given you money for you groceries. You could have called Auntie Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> I you money. 
no, I think it was just money. <laughs> I think it was just really good to have that like trial period and figure out what I was really passionate in. And luckily, mm-hmm. I was found my passion really early on. And you found your passion by working at an insurance agency. Yeah, I did. By, she found out what she I hated. hated. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, wanted. I figured out I hate doing prospects. And what's funny yeah. is I'm doing sales in my job. It's just completely it's different. different. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that is had, really hard. Yeah. To, yeah. No, do totally. Calls yeah, for cold anybody. Calling is even hard. if you are an extrovert, I think it's really hard. And even if you yeah. love it, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, remembering who gave you the start because, you know, the one person that you did work for at the insurance agency, I mean, he, he completely he, gave me a she start. said, yeah. Hey, I want to start doing this for you. And he was like, Yeah. I basically let's do told it. him, I think your company should be on social media. And he was like, All right, here you go. Here's the passwords. Do it. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. So I literally started posting for the agency and was learning throughout the process. And he's like, this looks great. I love it. Like we're getting some people noticing us. And then I was like, okay, started learning a little bit more. And then finally told him, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to quit, but I want to sign you on as a client. (laughs) And he was like, sure, let's do it. So he was super supportive in my transition from the insurance to my own business. And he's still like my number one client. Yeah. So, and that is too. Yeah. Entrepreneurship. Just yeah. start with one. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a great, mm-hmm. that's a great thing. Yeah. Start yeah. with one. And I think it's just important to know that like you, you were getting your degree in PR and marketing. And so mm-hmm. it kind of like fit right within yeah, her wheelhouse because she didn't know. Right. Like, I mean, Dom, I mean, you went to school for fashion and you're not doing what you, I yeah. mean, you are, you are, you are kind she's of pretty because, fashionable. No, <laughs> she's very fashionable. <laughs> you know what? On my Instagram, I do a different fashion store. But you do, but that, that is true. That, like, but that is what's really cool about it is that you're still, even though you went to school, cause look, I went to school to be a drug and alcohol counselor. Mm-hmm. I mean, not doing that now. I do a lot of counseling, yeah. you know, with my she clients. Helps me a lot. <laughs> Phyllis, don't call yourself out. Um, but no, I mean, I think, you know, there's skills that you learn within your degree when you mm-hmm. get them that yeah. you're using now. That you always kind of stick with you, I mm-hmm. think. Like, yeah. if you really do like your degree. Like, there's a yeah. lot of people that kind of hate Because I got into communications and I was like, what am I going to use this for? And then I figured, I was like, oh, I really like writing. What could I do with writing? And literally, I write every single day for my job. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, for me, I, like, as Rhonda said, I went to college in New York, and I got a BBA in fashion merchandising, so a Bachelor of Business degree. And so I technically have that business degree, but I came out of it with fashion. And initially, when I went to college, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, I want to be in fashion. But, like, what do you want to do in fashion? And the big joke with my college is we always say, like, everyone goes in and says, I want to be a buyer. And then, like, everyone graduates. And those two people will still be a buyer. But, like, everyone that came in doesn't want to be a buyer anymore. So it was kind of opposite for me where I was like, I don't want to be a buyer. I don't want to do any of that. And I did kind of want to go into magazines. Mm -hmm. So for me, I um, started doing a lot of internships with magazines, started loving it, and I was also working retail, and that was something else I really enjoyed. So I ended up getting a um, a concentration in retail and merchandising management. So my, I guess, like, goal or my mindset was like, oh, I want to run a boutique when I go home. Like, that would be so fun if I go back to my hometown, I have a boutique, and um, I started to realize, like, it would be a lot into it like you'd have to do a lot in order to to make money and and thrive I guess Mm -hmm. 
Um, so for me, when I graduated, yeah, like I had no idea what I wanted to do. And at that point I realized, oh, I don't want to live in New York anymore. I want to go back home. Well, my magazine chances were over if I moved back home. So I, there's not a lot of magazines here. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a lot of Vogue's here. You know, there's like what the company I worked for was, um, Hearst magazines and, or Hearst publication. So I could have gone to San Francisco and I, I did kind of look to see what magazines they held in their um, publication name so I could kind of like transfer into it in San Francisco. But it just, I don't know, all of it just started to seem too much for me. And so then for me, I mean, I moved back and I ended up working retail because that was what I knew. And so worked retail for a couple of years and I ended up working at a local boutique here in town. And I, I really liked it. And at the end, she ended up selling the boutique and she offered to... Um, like help me start to run it and then I can actually own it. And I really thought about it, but I just ended up being like, you know, I kind of want to do like a more structured position. So mm-hmm. I really did look for a more of a nine to five. Cause I started to realize I like more of the nine to five mindset and aspect, um, to be able to go into my work day and go, okay, start of the work day, go through the whole day and it ends at five or ends at six and then I can go home and not think about it. Um, versus like now when I am working for, I'm technically I'm still working a nine to five, but I'm working Mm -hmm. with an entrepreneur. So I can still kind of set those hours. Oh, my boss is too she's much. like devil wears Prada. Like, yeah, that's how I. Feel. My boss. I just. Is I do throw my coat and my purse on her desk on occasion, but I mean, I did. The perks are good. I'm buying you in and out today. You better be nice to me. <laughs> right? I did quit a few times last week. She, yeah, you know, she yeah. quit probably like once in a, a day. Week. Yeah. Once a week, I just I'm like I'm quitting. I'm well, I quit and I'm like okay, I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, definitely like. So Coming. what is, what is, well, so before, so you worked retail and then you worked, um, up uh, in, yeah, up in Campbell, Campbell. Um, and that was my nine to five and that was actually in a yoga, co- a yoga company. And so it ended up becoming like what my degree was and it ended up becoming right. the buying position that I refused to even look at jobs when I was in New York. So it kind of showed me where like, yeah, you have to be open to the possibilities of different, mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. aspects and different, um, positions that are available to you at the time and I think if I would have done a buying position in New York I probably either would have hated it like Nina hates the church (laughs) or I would have been like oh my gosh I love this position because I ended up really liking and loving just the numbers and and being able to see the clothes but then having to like make it into a whole story like I just loved all of it so it was kind of funny in that sense um to go back and be like, oh, I like this. I should well, have I done think, it. I think <laughs> sometimes, it, you know, your, your, um, your path like morphs, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, you kind of figure out what you do love to do and what you don't love to do. And, um, I don't think you should ever stay stagnant in anything. And, yeah. you know, for me, like I'm constantly looking at like, okay, what can I do different? Like even within my corporate job, like mm-hmm. I've been doing it for 25 years. I've been in sales, but now like, and when we all had to go virtually, I've mm-hmm. been like, okay, what can we do different? Like, for instance, I just got done doing a, um, 
a video commercial that I'm going to send out to and an email to all my clients, which is different and it's not normal. It's not what everybody else is doing. So I think you just have to kind of like learn to like morph into what you have yeah. like available mm-hmm. to you. Right. And so, it's just learning where you can have your creative outlet. Mm-hmm. So like we were saying, I mean, on my Instagram, yeah, I'm not doing anything with fashion with my mom, mm-hmm. but when I go on my Instagram, the boutique I used to work for, mm-hmm. she was started to be like, Hey, do you want to keep selling my clothes and I'll um, give you these clothes and then you can just promote them kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, sure, why not? Like, that's fun, you know? So I'm able to do something fun within my day-to-day. And and then what's your position at my... Oh, I give myself the position <laughs> of a project manager. She's the project for, manager for 24 Karat. For 24 Karat and for my mom. But um, I'm also my dad's executive assistant. So, you she know, I, I gave hands. myself... I just gave myself all these different so titles. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, I, I feel like your generation, Mm -hmm. you guys are, you know, better at taking the risks Mm -hmm. and and you aren't so pent up on the amount of money that you're going to make because you want to be happy. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I see in this generation. And, but I remember Nina and I having this very vivid conversation about, she goes, mom, I, you know, I just want to be happy because she, she had a really, she had a couple really good, like sales opportunities on the insurance side and she would have made some really good money. Not that she hates but it. <laughs> no, but it, that's the exact yeah. conversation we yeah. had. Yeah. yeah. You know, I told her, I said, you know, because the one thing I will say is that I always say interview for the job. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. If the opportunity presents itself, mm-hmm. interview for the position. And it's not because you want the position, but just the experience in general mm-hmm. to yeah. the continuing to keep up on those interview skills is really it is really mm-hmm. important. So she did and I remember after this one particular interview we sat down and she goes, I just, I, I, I don't want to. And I said, okay. I said, then what do you want to do? And she's like, I, I want to start my own business. And so I was like, all right, well, let's figure out how to do that. And I don't know. I mean, it was pretty scary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially when you have a job that offers you a good amount mm-hmm. of salary yeah. mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, I'm going to start a business off of one client and hoping that it goes good and I even still like throughout college I was like am I doing the right thing but then every single month I would get a steady one to two clients and I'm like okay I'm just going to keep walking through the door obviously this is what God has for me and if he keeps providing for me I'm just going to keep walking through the doors Mm -hmm. and it's been consistent and so I just, it's something I love and I like wake up every day and I'm excited to write content for clients and like show their story on social media and it's similar to insurance, but just a little bit different and a little bit more heartfelt. I feel like because insurance is, it is very like corporate. You're not really digging deep into who they are in the business. It's (laughs) like, let me just insure you. Yeah. Yeah, so, although yeah. there is an aspect to, you know, insurance where it is personal because you are dealing with people's yeah. benefits and their lives. And so that's where, like, for me, I've always felt like, mm-hmm. oh, man, this, this is there's something about it where when somebody calls and they have a claim or there's a problem, like I am you know, kind of invested with them. And mm-hmm. so I think that's the piece. that. But I like, think the difference that. between our generation is we wanted the safety net, mm-hmm. the for sure mm-hmm. thing, the money mm-hmm. aspect. And you're right, because this generation is more artistic Mm -hmm. and they want to do things that are more, they're open to Mm -hmm. more possibilities Mm -hmm. of what life can look like. And they're, and they're not driven so much by the money. Some, yes, but I see a lot more where, um, 
even in my own kids where I just see where they go, we, yes, we want the income, but we also need that balance. Yeah. I think they've seen their parents burn out Yeah, they're like, "Mm -mm, yeah, I don't want that part of it. Right. We sacrificed Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. to, for the job. And I don't think that it needs to look like that anymore. I kind of like that it's shifting into a place where that balance has to be important Mm -hmm. that you have to have a social life, a family life and, and a career. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Right. And, um, and it is hard because like, if you take on a high powered job, like you feel like you 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 got to eat, breathe and sleep it, but Mm -hmm. there has to be, I just see, yeah, for us, like our generation, I've seen so many burnout people and it's taken us 30 years to realize, like, no, you, we have to put an end at the end of the day, mm-hmm. go have fun, go be mm-hmm. with our families, like, do other things. Also, there's no time to help others when right. you're, like, constantly. And the flexibility of being able to, like, I think one of the things about being an entrepreneur is, too, mm-hmm. is, like, you do. And one of the reasons why I went into sales, too, was, mm-hmm. you know, there is more flexibility mm-hmm. in that position where because really, even though I work for a company, we're very entrepreneurial, like our mm-hmm. territories are our territories. And but, you know, being an entrepreneur means you get to take time off. You actually yeah. can mm-hmm. say, hey, look, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to have my phone, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I get the, to schedule the time I yeah. want. Yeah. Some days we work four hours. Some days yeah. we do a split. Like mm-hmm. when we do our Bible study, she comes in later because mm-hmm. she's helping us at night. Yeah. Right? right. So, you know, that's different than yeah. like a regular job. Or even is... if you are working on something that's, you know, a huge mm-hmm. project, mm-hmm. you can go home and keep working on it. And mm-hmm. you can do that in the entrepreneurial, I mean, in the actual corporate Perfect. position yeah. as well. But it's just... I think in a corporate position, you have more of the mindset of, okay, six o'clock, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't there have to is, do this anymore. There's something yeah. that drives you when you be, when you are an entrepreneur or when you have to like step into like, even like a commission only job. One of the reasons why they drive so hard is because of the fact that like, it's on me, right? Like yeah. I, you, you they kind of, your success is determinant upon how much and how hard you want to work. And so I think not everybody is built for that. Some people mm-hmm. like love the nine to five mm-hmm. and love, and I think. And want every, a paycheck. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But I also yeah. think everybody's been a little rocked by like COVID, yeah, oh, right? Because before it was like, I mean, I've heard so many people tell me, oh my God, I used to drive two hours into work and then Mm -hmm. I'd come home and I'd be exhausted and then I'd do it all again the next day. And they're having this weird freedom with being Mm -hmm. able to work at home where they're not having to drive in two hours a day. And they're also getting to kind of have a work-life balance finally for for the first time in their their lives. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. you've seen a lot of people that are like, Shoot. I don't want to be on that hamster hamster wheel. So, I mean, I think that that there's a lot to be said about the way things are going to shift, especially after COVID. I don't think the normal nine to five is going to be what it was. It's going to be. It'll be interesting to see how many corporate jobs. Switch that, giving them more flexibility. I'm hearing a lot where they're just saying we're going to continue doing this because it's working. So, what would you guys say to encourage someone if they're they have an entrepreneurial spirit in them? Like, how do they Mm -hmm. get started? Um, I kind of spoke about this a little bit in Strategy Girl. Um, I would just honestly like make connections in people that are entrepreneurs and that have made that switch. Um, Jasmine Starr says this a lot where she says that you can do a full-time job and do your passion part-time and then slowly make that tra- transition to make it full-time. Yeah. Um, and I am a firm believer in that because I was working insurance 
and also doing a little bit of my business. And then once I felt like, okay, I can stand on my own with just my business, I just switched. Yeah. And I think it just takes time and, and energy too, and making the space to have your passion on the side and working and educating yourself um, whether that's like through webinars or mm-hmm. just connecting with people like Jasmine Starr or um, Jenna Kutcher, yeah, Jenna Kutcher. Yeah. Um, There's pe- so many people, yeah, there. business coach people that like can help you mm-hmm. easily transition into it being full time. Yeah. So that's, I think it is I love that possible. you touched upon that because that's something I think people need to hear. That mm-hmm. is that. Um, like in in my career, I'm constantly taking master classes. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. constantly mm-hmm. learning. When you yeah. think that you have it all together and you, you know it, you don't. There's always more to learn, and it's yeah. constantly changing. And so you have to get hooked into the people in your genre of whatever yeah. you're doing. Hook into those groups. Hook into those master classes. Make connections and network mm-hmm. with those people because that's what's going to drive your business to the next thing. Because they push you to the next level. Yeah. They hold you your feet to the fire. They're like. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you working on this month? And you're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> hold on, yeah. let me check. You have accountability. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. next month we want to see like what, what, okay, what's your idea? And you tell them the idea and they're like, okay, we want to see that come to fruition next time we talk. Yeah. So it holds you accountable to keep growing your business to a different mm-hmm. level. But a lot of times people like get one degree or one thing and they start um, their entrepreneurship and then they don't make those connections and they don't know where to go. They stop learning. Yeah, they stop yeah. learning and growing. But do you think yeah. that, so I feel like when people do that, when they stop learning and growing in their, within, you know, within their own community, a lot of times it becomes this like scarcity mindset. They start to get very like fearful about, well, she does the same thing I do. I mean, oh, I know, yeah. you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like it's I, too much like, of a copycat kind right, of thing. Like, yeah. oh, you're, oh, oh, you know, oh she I can't do that because she's, she's doing, doing that. It. And yeah. I think that's the mindset that we do have to get out of. And that, what that, what I would say to that is, and what I've heard from my people is that every person has their own core group Mm -hmm. that is going to follow you because they resonate with you and what you're doing. So it could look Mm -hmm. the same, but it's going to be different because it's coming from your personality, your type. People are going to gravitate, gravitate towards who you are as a person. And somebody said, there's like 7 billion people in the world. You can't service them all. And so you need other people that are doing the exact same thing as you. And that's where the difference comes in. It's like, someone's going to love your personality more and what you have to say, maybe on a certain subject, even if it looks the same. So that's what I would say to somebody who goes, Oh, there's 50 other people or a hundred other people. Why should I start it? How am I going to be impactful? Well, I think you have a really good example because you had a client not so long ago that had come to you and asked you to help with their engagement and you just really didn't feel like that fit your like yeah what you did and how Mm -hmm. like she she services a lot of nonprofits and a lot of smaller businesses and it just didn't kind of fit but she had this so you can tell it yeah I have another people yeah I, I connected with these girls on Instagram and for like a whole week we did this social media tip um, on stories Mm -hmm. and it was awesome. And it was crazy because I just got a random message from this girl and she was another social media manager. And she was like, Hey, I'm connecting all of these, like 10 other girls who are all doing the same business. And we're just going to share social media tips on our stories and just repost one another every Mm -hmm. single day. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I'm all for that. Cause some people do more say engagement than I do, or they just, 
do different categories of things. And so I connected with them and then I found uh, this one girl reached out to me and she needed help uh, with one of her engagements. And she, she wasn't really like who I specialize in. I just didn't really specialize in her area um, of her business. And what was awesome is I'm like, you know what? I could refer her to one of those girls that I did that whole week thing with. Um, and I was like, Hey, I have a client if anyone needs them and they need help. And I know you guys probably do some similar thing as I do. And, um, one of another social media manager reached back out to me and she's like, I'll take her. Yeah. Give me her email. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, cool. Like, let's just refer each other. Mm -hmm. If you know, that's not something you specialize in. Let's just both like build each other up. That's a great point. And I think, um, that's an awesome point because I think you also have to be aware when you're in that entrepreneurial place is that you're allowed Mm -hmm. to fire yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Because you cannot fit into everyone's world. I've had people call me for certain situations and I'm like, yeah, this is out of my wheelhouse. Like, Mm -hmm. I really can't help you with this, but let me refer you out. That's not um, a failure on your part. It's, it's being honest and being good and and knowing like there's going to be another person coming to you that's going to fit into you Mm -hmm. but that is for somebody else you can't take everyone on just because you know one more client more money whatever but then it was yeah it's not well you're not being effective to the client or to yourself you want to give them your best self and I did I was honest with her and I said you know your area specialty it's not something I specialize in I would love to help you, but I'm so sorry. Like, thank you for taking the time to talk to me, though. Here's someone I can refer you to if you're open for that. And she goes, thank you so much for being honest and and letting me know that this isn't your specialty. And also having, like, that core of people that you can refer to, right? That's what's even better is when you can refer out to somebody specifically. Yeah, like, she still got help. It just wasn't from me. Right, right. So that's definitely something, like, building your core group yeah. and being able to being okay with connect with people that. and being yeah. okay. And uh-huh. it's, it's okay if someone has the same job as you, maybe they specialize in something you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have one last question for both of you because you guys are both in relationships. And so I want to know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you guys like as an entrepreneur like that can be very intimidating for you know a man I mean let's just be honest right not every man is up for not every man can handle a boss not every every (laughs) man can handle a boss girl Um, so how have your uh Nina your husband and Dom your boyfriend dealt with having entrepreneurs as girlfriends and wives (laughs) Dom you go first Um, well, so for me, I mean, and this was kind of the question I brought up to Nina when we were talking about this, um, podcast is I was like, you know, when I was in my last relationship and I was kind of coming out of my like semi-corporate position up in Campbell and I was thinking about coming to work for my parents, you know, I had asked him like, what do you think? And, and I was kind of expecting like an answer and I don't know. And so I didn't really get what I wanted to hear. And, and it kind of made me go, huh? Like you're not really supportive in the fact that I want to be this, like in this entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. space. And, um, so for me, when I came into this new relationship, it was kind of like, okay, this is my job. Like I, I get really weird and hesitant about explaining my job because I have to explain like I work with both of my parents Mm -hmm. and then like, you know, I have this one side of it where it's my dad's executive assistant. So it's like, I'm not even really doing 
what I'm doing with my mom. And then I have to explain social media to him. So it's kind of weird. (laughs) So it's been like kind of funny, but he definitely was just like, okay, great. Like he was very supportive of the whole thing. And he actually went through a job change, um, right when we got together as well. So it was kind of nice to see like how one another can support each other with the job change of whatever it may be. And that's what we talked about too, is I was like, if you didn't want to do this tomorrow, like, I don't, I don't care what you want to do. Like, let's, you know, do whatever you want that makes you happy. Mm -hmm. But you know, at the end of the day, I do personally, I want to be, um, financially stable Mm -hmm. and be financially independent as well, which I mean, I am with, for me myself, which is great. But Mm -hmm. yeah, as like a couple, I'm like, I want us to be, you know, financially independent. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Yeah, I think it's important to be, have your own money, your own savings, your own stuff. I mean, yeah, it's, just part of, yeah, it's just part of it. No one uses you don't have a check anymore, Mom. That's why I said that. so old school. It's like when I call things at that Instagram, anyway. <laughs> how about you, Nina, being newly married? How does that, yeah. how does that work? Well, I, okay, so I was kind of like thinking back. I'm like, okay, when did I start? So I started my business junior year of college. My husband and I got together end of my sophomore year. So we were only like newly dating when yeah, I started he's probably it. Like this girl. He's probably like, who is this lady? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, is she trying to move no. off me? No. <laughs> Gold digger. No, he was like super supportive about it. He always was telling me just to keep on pursuing it. And I mean, he's a teacher. So he has a job that he just kind of loves. He's not in it for the money. Yeah. He just loves being able to teach kids and help that next generation. So I think it was kind of similar to him. Like He's like, well, shoot, I'm doing something I want to do and what I love in my life. Why can't you do the same? Mm-hmm. So he was always like very supportive. He even still is really supportive. It was really cute. A couple days ago, I got two new pretty good big clients. And um, he comes downstairs and I was like, okay. It went really good. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Did you get, did you get the client? And I was like, yeah, I did. And he's like, okay, I know you're going to make chicken for dinner, but let's just go out. <laughs> he's like, screw the chicken. Screw the- <laughs> let's just go out and have a cocktail and go enjoy a good dinner. And it was cute. Cause That's for cute. me, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like I have my chicken in the crumb. <laughs> you sound just like, like your okay. mother right there. I don't he's know. Like, like chicken is cooking in the crock pot. <laughs> He was like, no, we need it. Like, he That's pushes cute. me to celebrate, like, the yeah, little thing. That's important. Yeah. And even tonight, he still wants to continue the celebration. And I just think I it's think so he just likes cute. To celebrate. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. No, I think the cute part was um, the other day, we came in for a meeting, and she had just posted an Instagram story, and it was one of the question boxes, and Nina goes, yeah, Roger just, like, answered my question box. Like, I love you so much, babe. That's what I love about you. Or something. you tell him I'm like I can't screenshot this now <laughs> I think it's so cute though or it's if like, I do like was this tip helpful it'll say like yes or no and he'll put a yes yeah. <laughs> oh I'm glad it was helpful for you babe it's so cute though he's like so supportive like oh okay she's doing an engagement thing I'm gonna make sure like <laughs> let I me, engage let me so that it question. helps her analytics yeah. like it's just so cute yeah. so yeah. no I think that that's really important to have I mean we're we're all really blessed because I've never my I've had so I have so many crazy ideas like when I say something my husband's like all right now they're just like okay okay. I mean I'm pretty sure that the podcast when we first started they were kind of like yeah we all were really surprised (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, they were all like, the moms just went crazy. I know Kalia and I were like, she's really doing this. Like, <laughs> oh, whoa. Right? Look at, she has a microphone and everything. I was like, wow. I happening? get really surprised me. I think I was just like, yeah, my mom likes to talk. Yeah, she was like, yeah, that's my mom. I was like, it makes yeah. sense. Just put a microphone in front of her. I was more great. like, how does my mom have the time to do this? That's what I was yeah. thinking, too. How's this going to work? Oh, my Here goodness. we are a year later. I know, right? Yeah. Well, you guys, thank you so much for giving us some insight on that. Thanks I for having us. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for having us on the show. We really appreciate it. <laughs> you know what? You guys are always fun to have on the show because I think it's a good to get the perspective of the younger generation, and I think it's really important that we're speaking she says that every time. to the I younger. Know. I know. We're speaking it's to the outro. It is my outro. <laughs> you just messed up my head. <laughs> are people even listening to this anymore? No, I think they shut us <laughs> off. <laughs> It's important to listen to us because we have good insights. Yeah. Insight. Thank you, Nina. Yes. And you can follow us on all of our social medias. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, you can. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. I was like, don't forget don't that Don't forget part. that. <laughs> I was like, five stars. Oh, great. Right? Yes. You have to yes. rate, the rate, rate the podcast. Rate the podcast. Helps We're going to be doing tutorials on that. That's what I said. Ooh, that'd be fun. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. And don't forget to follow us on 24 Karat Conversations podcast. And we will make sure to put in the show notes how to follow Nina and Dominique, of course. And um, like, rate, share, and subscribe and review. Um, and until next time, 24 Karat Tribe, sparkle on. Bye. Bye.